This is your success story. That means you and only you can do it. No one else can show up for you. You can hire people to work for your business, but it's still your business. You can get a trainer to coach your workouts, but it's still your body. You can tell your friends or family or whoever else to hold you accountable, but at the end of the day, it's still your journey to take. The Happy Healthy Human podcast will help you build your happy, healthy life. Your host, Paul Levitin, is a board-licensed health and wellness coach, nutrition coach, personal trainer, and behavior change specialist with over 10 years of experience helping people create positive life change. Each week, he discusses topics that will help you understand yourself, why you do the things you do, and how to take steps to create the life of your dreams. He talks with experts from therapists to addictions counselors, coaches, trainers, CEOs, financial planners, and more. If you've ever wondered how can you become the best, happiest, healthiest version of yourself, you've come to the right place. How do you measure success? Success is one of those subjects that I find endlessly fascinating. If you've listened to the show in virtually any capacity in the past, you probably know that already. I think success is so interesting because it's something that every human strives for in some capacity, and yet at the same time, it's still so elusive. I mean, everyone wants to be successful. And yet, what even is success? What does it mean? Most people would tell you, if you ask for a specific definition of what exactly success means, that success is different for everyone. What you consider to be quote-unquote successful is probably not what your parents would and probably won't be what your kids will one day. And yet, all the same, you, your parents, your kids, their kids, all want to find success. Every person wants to be successful. Every parent wants for their children for them to be successful. Most likely because we believe, either subconsciously or outright, that a certain level of success will bring us happiness. This is because we tend to equate success with stability of some sort. Maybe financial stability or stability in our health. Success is just something that, while elusive, it is still more concrete than the other things we tend to strive for as humans. Things like happiness and fulfillment. These are the things that everyone would say they want as well. You want happiness and fulfillment for yourself and for your kids and for their kids and your future generations, just as hopefully your parents wanted those things for you. But success, while it may be hard to define for every human at the same time, it can almost always be defined for a single person at any given time. So while you might not know what would make you truly happy or content or fulfilled, hopefully you can say what you would consider to be success in the current phase of the life that you're in right now. And if you can't, then that might be the first piece of this frustrating puzzle. It is hard, if not downright impossible, to reach a destination you didn't specifically set out for. 
I mean, yes, a broken clock is right twice a day. And yes, you can wander around aimlessly and potentially eventually reach your destination just based on blind, dumb luck alone. But the chances of that happening are slim. You wouldn't want to bet on it. The chances are much greater that you wander around until you're flustered and frustrated and fatigued and you end up giving up having wasted your precious time, energy, and money. So, we all want success. Yet success means something different to all of us. And many of us don't even know what success means to us as we simultaneously say that we want it. But how can you want something when you don't even know what it is? You might like the idea of success. If I asked you if you want to be successful, you'd probably respond, yes, or sure, why not, or obviously. But if I went on and asked you to clearly and succinctly lay out for me exactly what success means to you and the route by which you can take to get there, more likely I'd hear crickets. Or maybe you'd give me a general vague answer. I want to be healthy. I want to be financially stable. I want to be happy. And these are great. These are lovely wishes. And I want all of those things for you as well. But you have to stop and ask yourself, if you want those things, and you know that you want them, why don't you have them yet? And if you ask yourself that, you'll come up with lots of reasons. The reasons are endless. Because factually, there are infinite reasons why you don't do things. You don't have to rack your brain to come up with answers to this question. There's not enough time in the day. There's not enough money in your bank account. You're too busy at work. There's no one to watch the kids. And on and on and on. Frankly, if you're looking for a reason that you can't be successful, you won't have to look far. Your brain loves to find reasons that you can't do things. It's literally one of your brain's greatest skills. You might have seen this in your own life. Finding motivation, finding the will to actually get up and take action can feel like pulling King Arthur's sword from out of the stone. It can feel like it's impossible. However, finding a reason not to do something, well, that's not quite as hard. Finding a reason not to do something is kind of like finding a hair in your food at a crappy restaurant. You don't want to find it, but you don't really have to look that closely and you know it's going to be there. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. All of a sudden, the whole thing is ruined. And this is why I'm so adamant about understanding the principles of success. I've said already that your success and my success might not be the same or even look alike at all. However, they are both success. And all success follows the same principles, the same guidelines and frameworks. So although I might not know exactly what success looks like to you, the fortunate thing is that I don't have to. Following this simple framework will lead you to success 100% of the time, no matter how you personally define success. And that's right. You heard that correctly. This works 100% of the time. And I'm a man that does not like to speak in definites or make statements that are too final. But I stand by that. That's how confident I am. If you want to be successful in any and every endeavor you undertake from now on, all you have to do is follow the three S's of success. And to remember that, just remember, success has three S's in it. So it shouldn't be that hard. So the first S stands for speak up. I said already 
that you won't reach a destination that you didn't set out for. Said differently, a closed mouth doesn't get fed. No one happens upon success accidentally, and no one is handed success on a silver platter, least of all when they haven't asked for it or made it clear what they are even after. So speaking up is a two-pronged attack. First, it's about speaking up to yourself. I asked just a few moments ago if you know what success even means to you. Not an ambiguous, wouldn't it be nice pictures of success like, I want to be rich, or I want to be happy. I mean specifics. I spent the last half a decade learning from the best coaches in the world. These are people who get hired by billionaires, elite CEOs, athletes, major sports franchises to help them break through barriers and overcome plateaus. And when you work with someone like this, every single one, every single time, will start you off the same way with some sort of goal-setting, clarifying exercise. If you want to achieve a goal, you need to get crystal clear on what that goal is. So speak up in this context means I want you to be able to literally put your success into words. You should be able to clearly and succinctly explain what success means to you in a matter that is quantifiable and measurable. Health is not success if you can't define what health means to you. Being wealthy is not successful if you can't say what number you have to have in your bank account to actually feel wealthy. Clear definitions are what take this from being ambiguous to being achievable. Ambiguity is a death sentence for goals. Without a clear definition, it's impossible to know if or when you have achieved them, which means you're more likely to spin your wheels in frustration than you ever would be to end up at that particular destination. And the second prong of speaking up is after you've spoken up to yourself, defining success and becoming clear on what exactly it is that you're working towards, you must now speak up and make your ambitions known to others. And there are several ways this can look and multiple reasons why it's important. Firstly, speaking up makes it real. When everything exists only inside your head, it's easy to write things off at the first roadblock. If no one knows what you're trying to do, you can give up more easily without feeling the sting of potential social distress. This is the reason that you tend to not want to tell people about the goals that you have. The feeling of, well, what if I fail, I'll look so dumb, keeps you from putting it out there. But it's exactly that little bit of fear of, like, oh crap, what will everyone think if I give up, that we're going for here. And it's not that I want you to be judged by others, nor is it that I think you should particularly care what other people think. However, it is a reality that humans care how others perceive them. So you can take this and flip it to be an advantage and make it work for you rather than against you. And making your goals can also allow you to add a layer of accountability if you choose to take that extra step and get another person involved. It's been proven time and time again that accountability works. It's human nature. Again, do we show up more for others than we do for ourselves? And this is why having a trainer makes you more likely to work out and why it's easier to show up and work for eight hours when you have a boss and a job rather than it would be to do the same eight hours of work for yourself as a solo entrepreneur. Speaking up and being vocal about your goals for success to your immediate social circle, to your social media, and 
if you can, a coach or accountability partner can leverage you into taking action and continuing to work towards your goals when otherwise, if no one else knew about it and no one else was holding you accountable, you potentially would silently give up and just let your quote-unquote trial end without anyone ever knowing. And speaking up is also important because your circle can't support you if they don't know what you're working towards. It still amazes me to this day how often I'd be coaching someone for weight loss or diet and they'd tell me that their spouse brought some food home or made some type of food that was counter to their goals. And they go, oh, well, I ate all this stuff because my wife, she got all this candy or my husband baked his famous cake. And obviously their spouse wasn't trying to sabotage them on purpose. So I'd ask, well, have you spoken to your partner about this? Have you told them about your goals and what you're working towards? And crickets. These people hadn't made their partner, their spouse, their husband, their wife aware of what they were trying to achieve and then wondered why they were getting sabotaged. Again, it wasn't out of malice when a husband or a wife brings home snacks or makes something indulgent, they think they're doing it out of love. They don't realize that it's counter to that person's goal because that person didn't make their goal clear. Same with business. I'd have clients who were executives or entrepreneurs and they'd say, well, I can't find time to work on my business because I have to pick up my kids from karate. And I'd say, well, what about your wife or your husband? And they go, oh, well, I don't want to impose on them. But the funny thing is, I've found time and time again that when you speak up and communicate with your partner, they will actually want to help. They won't find it to be an imposition. Even if they are tired after work, they'll make the extra effort because they know that you are making the extra effort for the betterment of yourself and the betterment of the family. One caveat, though, about speaking up that I will add here because I think it's important is that you have to be aware that simply speaking up and being vocal about your goals and commitments is not enough and can be counterproductive at times. There's a study that I read where it tracked people who posted more about their goals on social media like Facebook and Twitter. And what it found out was that these people who posted more about their goals often made less progress than people who didn't post about their goals at all. So what gives? Isn't that counter to everything I just said? But the reason was what researchers found out was that the act of posting and talking about their goals more stood in for those people for the actual act of doing the thing. Meaning, instead of going out and getting a workout, they got a feeling of satisfaction. They got that little dopamine hit from posting, I'm working out more or posting about I'm starting a goal, a New Year's resolution to do X, Y, and Z. Because we all know that when you make a post on Facebook or Instagram or whatever it is, and those likes start to flood in, simply that can give us a feeling of happiness or contentment or something like that. So obviously, we can see the fallacy here, and we can see that it's counterproductive, but it is still human nature. And if you don't realize that this is happening, it can trick you into a false sense of complacency. So although speaking up is important, it's just step one. The second S in this system is that you have to skill up. And skilling up is all about becoming a master at your craft. We're talking about being successful here. As I've mentioned already, success doesn't happen by accident. Psychologist 
Carl Anders Eriksson coined the term deliberate practice in his groundbreaking research on expert performance. Everyone has heard the term practice makes perfect. And you've probably also heard about the magical 10,000 hours of practice it takes to become a master. But what Erickson and his team found was that it was not simply practice and it wasn't simply some arbitrary amount of time that made someone ultra successful. It was deliberate practice. Steph Curry did not get to be the greatest three-point shooter of all time by just going out and playing 10,000 hours of basketball pickup games at his local YMCA. Deliberate practice is about finding and methodically iterating on specific areas of improvement for a given task. It's not just practice. It's not just going out there and getting the reps and hoping for the best. It is not, as the saying goes, throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks. It's about finding weak spots and then creating a specific, deliberate route to performance enhancement. This is how the world's most successful people get there, whether it's sports, business, or anywhere else. Put simply, the best are the best for a reason. Whoever is at the top of whatever industry or field you're trying to break into, they didn't get there by accident. The man at the top of the mountain did not fall there. He had to climb. And if you want a shot to make it at the top, you've got to have the skills to get there. When I was the number one personal trainer in my gym and my entire company across every location, it wasn't because I was the best looking, most jacked with the best abs. I rose to the top of my company and that industry on the back of hard work and education. When I decided I wanted to really be a great trainer, I understood that that meant learning. Because the human body is infinitely, incredibly complex. If I was going to be helping people change their bodies, I wanted to understand it at the highest level possible. So I started to devour books, and lectures, and seminars, and podcasts, and anything else that could help me better understand and become a master of my craft. Not because I got a bonus for knowing more, and certainly not because any of my clients ever asked me what certifications I had or cared about how I knew what I knew or where I learned it. All of that knowledge was for me to become better, but the results were twofold. One, it allowed me to show up at the highest level. I could take the hard cases that other trainers could not. In the gym, that usually meant people with injuries, recovering from surgeries, older clients, pretty much anyone who was more quote-unquote fragile and needed more than what the average trainer could offer. And as it turned out, in America, for better or for worse, a lot of people are old or injured or have bad backs, ankles, knees, shoulders, and needed that expertise. So while the education was for me, it paid dividends immediately as I was able to grow my client base faster than someone who had only the base knowledge required of most trainers. Which is, side note, not much. So if you're someone who is looking for a trainer, one of the reasons that I left the training industry was because I was so disillusioned by the poor quality of trainers out there. So if you are looking for a good trainer, wherever you live, if you're looking for someone in person or online, reach out to me on Instagram. I have a lot of connections in the industry and I know a lot of people, so I can point you probably to someone who would be better than just finding someone random at your local gym. But that being aside, the second benefit of skilling up came from my boost in confidence. Feeling like I knew what I was doing, like I was truly a master of my craft, allowed me to show up more powerfully. 
because training at its core is a sales job. You can only train people who will buy your training from you. So you have to be able to sell people on you, your vision, why they should spend their hard-earned money with you. Being highly educated and highly skilled enhanced my confidence. It enhanced my self-efficacy and my belief in myself, all of which are crucial aspects of success. I believed in what I was selling, me, and that came out in my interactions with clients. Beyond that, my clients went on to get results, which then perpetuated my confidence even more. It was a snowball effect. And that's why skilling up matters. It builds confidence. More skills equals more confidence. It's a direct correlation. And even if you're not in sales as a career, being more confident in yourself and in your abilities will allow you to show up more powerfully, to get more results, to be more confident, to then show up more, to get more results, and on and on the cycle goes. And if you think you aren't in sales, think again, because everything is sales. And having an elite skill set in whatever you're trying to become successful in will help you sell the idea to others and more importantly to yourself. The more skilled you are, the more you can sell yourself and sell your vision to yourself. And all of that helps you get to the final S, which is to show up. I mean, did you not see that one coming? At the end of the day, this is what it's all about. Because action trumps everything else. I've already talked about being lucky. And the biggest factor in luck is simply showing up. You can't win if you aren't playing the game. And this is why whenever you see the lottery creeping to a record high number like a billion dollars, everyone goes out and buys at least one ticket. Gotta give it a shot, you might say. And that's because we inherently understand this. Showing up is paramount to success. Going back to the first S, speak up. I mentioned that study where people were less likely to achieve their goal when they posted about it on social media. That's because they made the fatal flaw of confusing activism for action. They tricked themselves into a false sense of complacency, coasting on the good feelings they got from talking about the thing rather than actually doing it. So let's get one thing clear. There is no substitute for action. This is your success story. That means you and only you can do it. No one else can show up for you. You can hire people to work for your business, but it's still your business. You can get a trainer to coach your workouts, but it's still your body. You can tell your friends or family or whoever else to hold you accountable, but at the end of the day, it's still your journey to take. Because action is always the antidote to whatever ails you. And the thing about taking action is that although we understand on a theoretical level that action is what drives results, there's a discontinuity in the timeline. Meaning, you take action today, tomorrow, this week, and sometimes the results don't come for months or years down the road. And this is a hard bargain for your brain, which is why, as I mentioned earlier, salesmanship is imperative. Your brain is constantly trying to convince you to quit and to not take action. So, can you sell yourself on why you should keep showing up and keep going? One of the most important ways to motivate yourself into action is to not think about the grand picture of your huge success. That's a big goal that you want, but it comes way down the road. Instead, you need to have results from the action that happens immediately. For something like a workout or working on your business, sometimes that doesn't exist. Your body or your bank account don't change in one day. So that means you have to make something up. Luckily, you don't have to look far. Because if you pay attention, 
I bet you can find that quite often when you take the necessary action, you actually do get positive results, just not the exact ones you're after. Taking action feels good. In the moment, maybe not so much. You know, workout is hard. Doing work on your business when you could be watching Netflix or doom scrolling feels like a challenge. But what you can focus on instead is the feeling you get directly after, the feeling of a job well done. It seems cheesy, but it's the truth. Your brain literally releases happy chemicals when you achieve a goal. And that can be the big grand success goal, and that will come, but it can also be the small daily action goal, finishing the workout, hitting send on the email, doing the meditation, or whatever else. So allow yourself to feel good about it, and that becomes the motivation in itself. And it won't be instant, but here you have a three-step recipe for success in any area. Speak up. Make it known. Define success to yourself in specific terms. And then make it public in some capacity. But just make sure you don't stop there. Because next is skill up. Unlock unlimited confidence and become the elite of the elite at your craft. This will allow you to operate at the level necessary to find success. And finally, show up. Take the action. Brick by brick. Day by day. In Buddhism, there's a phrase, chop the wood and carry the water. And that's all that life is. The man living in the woods must chop the wood and carry the water. Even though he did it yesterday, today is a new day. Chop the wood and carry the water. And even if he does it today, tomorrow he will have to do the same. Chop the wood and carry the water. Yesterday's work won't pay today's bills. So you have to keep showing up. Keep taking action. You can make this easier by focusing on the wins you get from taking the action and having less focus on the big overall goal and simply trust that the daily actions you're taking will move you in the right direction over time and eventually you will get success as long as you don't quit. That's all for this week. Be sure to subscribe and follow the show so you don't miss a beat. Support the show by sending this episode to a friend or leaving a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. Stay happy, stay healthy.